Welcome to Chapter 3 of our podcast. Jeff, what's in store today? Uh, Julie, warning on today's show, our first swear. Oh, my. And you'll never guess who had to help us in order for us to get internet. This is all coming up on Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. Welcome to Chapter 3. Thanks very much for joining us. If you've uh, listened to the first two chapters and you still can't believe anyone would be so geeked as to leave a wonderful and, and functioning uh, country like Canada and move to France, well, sorry for the disappointment, uh, but yes, we did. We, we have done that. Um, I'm Jeff, and... Uh, you know, full disclosure, <laughs> I've also willingly abandoned the comfort of a perfectly safe airplane at 12,000 feet. So I, I come by stupidity uh, naturally. And I'm Julie. I'm married uh, to um, Mr. Jump from a Plane without any regard for your life. Um, and I'm typically a very um, thought out, rational person. And when it came to making this decision, I just lost my mind. Well, that's the price you pay when you marry a trophy husband. <clears throat> Sorry about that. All right. Hey, before we get into the topic today, uh, which is basically, okay, we bought a house. Now what? That's kind of where we left you uh, after chapter two, but we have an update. Remember, we were talking in chapter two about not... Uh, being able to procure uh, the, the health card, the residency status, doctors, and driver's licenses. Right. Well, this is hot off the presses. It came in on Sunday morning yes, via text and via email, and I will read it in French first. Okay. Bonjour, Jeff and Julie. Votre demande en ligne de l'échange de votre permis de conduire numéro... Very, very long number. Lots of people are asking for a permit. <laughs> est toujours en cours d'instruction. Vous serez informé si des pièces complémentaires étaient nécessaires et de la décision prise à la fin de l'instruction. Cordialement, the Ministry of the Interior. Okay, okay. So what does that uh, what does that translate to in English? Okay, so um, your uh, request online to exchange your driver's license is still in the works. We will let you know if we need any other documents uh, or any other um, precisions in order to be able to validate your license. All the best, the Ministry of the Interior. Still in the works. It's in the works. So let's just recap. I just want to be straight here, okay? Because I am not uh, the world of patience that a lot of people are. So just to recap... We applied in July July of 2021. It's now January 2022, and it's... Still in the works. Still in the works. Mm-hmm. Yep, on someone's desk. Okay. Uh, you know what? I have my own little translation, and I wonder if uh, this applies. It might not... It might not work from a legal point of view, but I think it gets the message across. Sure. Let's hear it. Uh, Jeff and Julie, we are writing you for no other reason than to let you know that we continue to sit on your file with all the urgency of a plowing match. (laughs) 
But keep in mind, we couldn't organize a one-float parade. Cordialement. <laughs> and, you know, might I add that this was computerized. This was generated by a computer. It wasn't personal at all. We both got the very same text and the very same email. So it's just, you know, at month, month eight, I guess they send this out to whoever's still waiting for their French driver's license. And as you know, as a Canadian, as you know, this is a 10 business day turnaround, maximum three weeks in Canada. Yeah, no, for sure. Maximum three weeks. Yep, yep, yep. So, oh. again, patience is a virtue when you're living in France. See, this, this is the impetus for this uh, podcast that we're doing. Therapy. Right. It, I, right. I swear to God, yeah. w- what we're doing is... Um, it's cathartic. It's cathartic. It, it, uh, it exercises all of the crap that has been dealt us since we decided to do this. Right. And there, you need to be able to find some way to funnel some of the frustration and some of the anxiety that, that it causes. And so kind of rehashing it, going going through it again, and now maybe getting a little chuckle out of it um, is really soothing for the soul. So, uh, as we mentioned, this is January 2022. But when we last left you in Chapter 2, it was January 2020, so two full years ago, if you can believe this. That's unbelievable, yeah. It, it's just, it's gone, it's flown by. <laughs> but at the end of chapter two, we had closed on our house here. Yes. Everybody was out of the house. We had <laughs> spent three or four hours with the eager notaire. Uh, we had had our lovely lunch, which we paid for, and we were back here at our empty house. Right. And you just, you were kind of were looking at one another, okay, now what? What have we done? <laughs> what, what have we done and what do we do? All right. So the first thing we needed to do was be part of civilization <laughs> and get the internet, some form of internet so that we could activate our computers mm-hmm. and connect with home and all that stuff. So it's really a good thing that the notary gave us a, a document attesting to the fact that we owned a property. Right. You, you definitely needed that. Now, the next thing you needed was a bank account. Did we have the bank account by then? I guess we must have. I No, we had we, oh. we had, had to have that certificate in order to get the bank account. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Along with other documents as well. Because opening that's a bank right. account, like I, I remember back in Canada, you just go, hi, I'm Julie, I need to open an account. Oh, sure, sign sure. here, bye. We'll yeah. take your money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. It, it, here, it, it, you are scrutinized. You need to prove that you, uh, you know, paid your taxes, that you're a, a good, solid citizen, uh, and you have to take a, a meeting in the the bank with the branch manager. It's not a teller who's going to give you a bank account. It's the branch manager. And a lot of chicken and egg stuff here, like what, and which which you're about to to find out more on. Um, oh, I said moron. You did say moron. Well, it's appropriate, <laughs> isn't it? So okay, so then we so we take our little document that says we have a house. Yes. And from the notaire. Right, and we go to, to the bank to get a bank account because bank. you need a bank account in order to get your internet service or cell phone service. Right. Now, we weren't looking for phones at this point. We still had our Canadian phones, and we were heading back, actually, uh, to Canada because this house was going to go under a full renovation, which we'll get to. 
but we did need the internet. And so we go to, so the, the, the company in our area is called Orange, I guess, is that? Yep, Orange. Orange, uh, and they do all of it. They do phones, they do the internet. And they quickly told us, first of all, that uh, we weren't eligible for 4G uh, internet uh, based on uh, something from the street. You know, like, we didn't have fiber, in other words. Well, isn't that 5G? Oh, well, whatever. We didn't have, we we had the, the equivalent of ADSL. We didn't have, uh, you know, the high end. Right. Unless we got a box. Right. Right. S- similar to the Rogers Hub in Canada, that type of thing. Right. So you know, we're filling out all the documentation, and in order to um, uh, have a contract with this service provider, we needed to present um, a, an attestation that we owned a property. We needed to show that we had a RIB, which is a bank account, um, and we needed to, to prove that we had paid a bill. Now, that was a problem. That was a problem because we had only just begun the transfer of the water and the electrical, but we had no physical anything. Right. So the (laughs) only alternative, because we couldn't produce uh, an energy bill or any other kind of bill, was to go to our mayor. We had to go to the mayor's office and have him sign an attestation that we have this property and that we uh, that we are, are are who we say we are that we're yes yeah and like just 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 let that sink in you may want to stop uh, the podcast for a second and just let that sink in it is true the mayor himself had to sign a piece of paper saying Jeff and Julie can have an internet. Yeah. Yep. And so th- within a day, we had that piece of paper and we brought it back to the o- shop. Orange. Yeah. To Orange. And that everything was fine. We, they, were, we were able to get our, our, our box. So they gave us a little box. We plug it in. We use it anywhere around here. We've since uh, been. That's another update, actually. We, we could probably mention that. So fiber mm-hmm. was just dropped into the ground here about a month ago. Now it's in the ground. When it goes up the pole and into our yard uh, is probably another five years away. We don't know. But it's in the ground, and hopefully we can get rid of this little box that we have to cart all over the house when we're we're using it. Right. But, you know, I think it's important just to say that, that, like, there's a lot of protocol that you have to follow. And, again, you have to be – you have to educate yourself because it can be very frustrating if you don't have the proper documentation. And you will need – if you're deciding to do this – you will need updated versions of bills, invoices, utilities, as you like. There's a story of a friend of ours <laughs> who was also applying for his driver's license. I honestly expect this to happen to us because they request a utility bill for the driver's license. They request one that's no older than three months. Mm-hmm. Well, now we've been waiting seven months and this is exactly what happened to our friend. So they contact him and they say, uh, by the way, now this is about six months into his waiting period mm-hmm. for his driver's license. And they said, uh, we need uh, we need a utility bill that's within the last three months. And he said, yeah, well, had you processed it in the first three months, then the one I sent you would have worked. 
So he actually had to send another right. updated utility bill because they took six months to process his driver's license. So this brings me to the French uh, fr- phrase of the day. Well, perfect. Yep. Okay. Um, so here it goes. Mm-hmm. Avoir du pain sur la planche. Okay. I have the bread on the floor. No, not le plancher. Oh. La planche. Shoot. La planche. Okay. See, I was, but I... You were close. Was you're I close. close? Yes, it's to have bread on the board. And what that means is you've got a lot of work ahead of you. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is that what that means? You just have bread on a board. Right. Well, now you have to deal with it. Now you've got to cut it, and then you've got to serve it. So you've got a lot to do. You've got a lot on your plate. You've got bread on the on the board. Well, that's not that much. Like to cut a piece of bread and then put it on a saucer and ship it over yeah, to well, a table. That's not what I would call. Well, I just did the English. Of, I just did the English equivalent, which is you have a lot on your plate. That not, only not, requires like eating. That's not a lot on your plate. A lot on your plate would be like beef stroganoff, you know, heaped up with... No, but the expression is, I have a lot on my plate. But you don't. It's, it's... Huh. Well, the reason that they would um, incorporate bread into a saying is because... Jean Valjean? Uh, no. <laughs> no, because okay. because bar none, the bread here uh, beats the socks off of anything we've eaten anywhere else in the world. That's, you know what, you make a point there. If you have bread on a plate here, it is probably a bigger deal. Right. Okay. Right. Well, you've it's like sa- gold. You, you've saved it. Mm, thanks. So now it makes total sense. All right. Well, no, and it does apply to us if that is, in fact, uh, today's saying. One more time, the, the, the French phrase of the day, just for... Avoir du pain sur la planche. Okay. You have a lot on your plate, and we do. Mm-hmm. And we did, and we still do. Oh, we still do. And we still not not a lot has been resolved. No, it's kind. Of, it, it's a little bit like I feel like we're in no man's land because yeah. you know we're we're, we're we're we still have associations in Canada. We're trying to build a life here, but that's that's been complicated. There's there's so so many levels of government and documents that are required that you know we we don't feel like we have the official you know the official stamp that oh and by the way just uh, as a uh, just just to backtrack a hair because you, you may be wondering well how are you driving if you don't have driver's licenses mm-hmm. um, so again with the massive bureaucracy here it's interesting because when you send your original application in, Immediately, you get a response in the form of a piece of paper, which you're supposed to print up and put in your car Mm -hmm. saying, oh, we've received your application. You're okay to drive with your Canadian uh, driver's licenses if they're up to date. Mm -hmm. And aren't you glad that when you went home, you updated your Canadian one, which took five minutes. But but if we are pulled over... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and and it might be because I'm taking hostages. Uh, if you are pulled over, um, you have to show this as well as your driver's license, right. Canadian. Right, and it also with this document, which has a specific, really, really long number on it that belongs to me, and a separate one that belongs to you, also uh, allows us to insure our, ve- our vehicles. That's right, and and after a year, once you're here for a year, you can no longer you have to have this in process, or they will not. 
reinsure you. Right. They'll insure you for the first year under your Canadian right. driver's license. Right. Right. So, all right. So, well, so that's that's uh, that's our update. It's really not much of an update, but it gives us an opportunity to explain the necessity of getting these things in the works early. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, oh, you know, the only thing we had, I was just thinking about this, speaking of driving, the only thing we did have when we uh, were sitting in the house uh, weeping, uh, I mean, when we were first sitting in our new house uh, with no furniture and heat or anything, when we were just doing that and, and having our house still to sell in Canada, in that, in that midst of misery, we did have a car. We did have a vehicle here. Yep. Yep, you were you were brave enough. Like I, you, I don't know. Like I, you, you're not the guy that I knew, you know, 30 years ago. Because I don't think you would ever have d- have done this. Well, but, that's because I've lost my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you actually searched out, found a vehicle, a new vehicle, at a dealership in Toulouse, and purchased the car, <laughs> sight unseen. Without ever have, having been physically in that dealership. On the phone. On the phone. And you don't speak French. No, but I mean, you had You to, didn't speak uh, French. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you probably still, still couldn't don't. do it. But. <laughs> no, but you, you helped me out. And, and I, I had settled after, it's, it's, it's good that we were here a few times because I, I, pro- I wanted a truck and I probably would have, would have, uh, you know, asked for like a, 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 a yeah, like I like the Ford trucks, so I probably would have asked for a, a, a F-150. Well, that wouldn't even fit on the roads here. So I ended up calling them up and saying, hey, I want to buy a, a brand new Ford Ranger. Now, back home, with all them guys out in the country where we live. Yeah, it's a petite vehicle. Uh, you might get yourself hauled off into the brush. Hey, you little sissy, what you doing with a Ford Ranger? You got pretty teeth. You should have a Ford F-150 or a Silverado or something like that. Anyway, no no Canadian talks like that. I don't know why. The truth is, the Ford Ranger is a ginormous vehicle for the roads here and parking. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like like finding a parking spot and making sure that your that your vehicle doesn't get dinged or uh, is is very difficult with that size of a They're vehicle. Very small parking spots, and and understandably because most of the cars are really tiny here. Yeah. They're very small. And but so I mean, are the, and so are the roads. And so I are mean, the roads. By Canadian standards, these are laneways. They're lanes. Yeah. And and you're driving down them at you know sixty kilometers an hour, and and if there's an oncoming car, you both have to go off the road into the ditch to pass. Yep. Very common. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we we made the phone call and uh, we started, you know, they there was large pauses. Hey, when we were talking to them on the phone. Well, I mean, they're a little skeptical. You know, who is this person that's unknown to us from Canada, from Canada, you know, willing to purchase a vehicle for, you know, a certain price? Um, uh, you know, I don't. I don't think that they thought that it was very serious. You know. Well, uh, what, uh, until they received the deposit. Right. Then everything was fairly serious. Right. Yeah. And so the rest of it went well. We, when we came to, to close on the house, we went into the dealership. They threw a party for us. They were so happy to meet us. <laughs> I don't. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no. It was. It was. You know what, Julie? You you saw it as oh, they were happy for us. They threw a party for us. I saw it as. Hey, everybody, let's go out and see the freak show that just walked through the door. Okay? 
because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is not something that – and, you know, the guy walked me. He still couldn't believe it. He gave me the keys and still had that look on his face like – you are from outer space. Oh, they're probably still telling the story. Who knows? Uh, but the you know the cars worked out and, and yeah, it's uh, been very useful and and uh, you know you've you've been able to to use it to accumulate oh. a, quite a few little traffic fines. Um, that's another story. That's another story. It's another story. Mm-hmm. Don't get me upset. Okay, we can move on. But but just suffice it to say that driving in France, um, it can be challenging, and you need to know the the rules of the road when you're in a new country. That's a whole another. Ep- that's a whole complete episode. The okay. traffic violations. All right, we we'll just get to that. I'm gonna need to. Uh, coffee up for that one okay yeah or now, maybe something a little stronger yeah, yeah, that might be that might be a bourbon podcast that's that's what that might be so there we are we're in our house it's january the uh onset of the pandemic we all know about that in january but now so where does that leave us we were introduced to a guy named ian and uh, this was probably the most fortuitous thing that has happened uh, to uh-huh. us. Uh, he, and here's the, this is the irony, and we didn't even re- <laughs> we didn't even realize this until maybe a week into the ball game. So Ian comes over, and uh, Ian's, Ian's from Scotland, and and uh, he's been here for quite a while, and and uh, he he says this would be a perfect project for me. Here's here's you know we gave him the scope, and he said, yep, not a problem, I can. Ha- Turns out that f- 10 minutes before we came and saw this property that we purchased, the last house for sale that we saw before this property mm-hmm. was Ian's. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we, we toured his house and it was a lovely property, just really wasn't for us, not in the same way that this property was. But, you know, as you said, we we're really lucky because he's an amazing contractor. Mm-hmm. He, he, he knows how to deal with the local trades. Um, and he, the work that he was able to get accomplished during a shutdown, during a lockdown, mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible. Yeah, to, to your point about the trades, it's, it's, I'm just flabbergasted, flabbergasted, Ian included, how many of these master class tradespeople are within five minutes of our house? Mm-hmm. It's like, true. Like Vanny, our, our mason, the, the guy who did all the masonry work here. And there was a lot of it. We had entire walls, a uh, good chunk of the outside of the house was re, was restoned. And, and then, oh, all the flooring. Yeah. All the travertine. All the travertine, all the flooring. All oh, yeah. the, and, 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 you know, it had to be, had to be jackhammered up and it, it was just, but there's Ian. He was the general. Mm-hmm. Now they have a different, what do they, uh, what do they call it here? In Canada, you're the general contractor. So you hire all the sub trades. There's another word for it here that they, they use. Um, but he, he, and, and picked up the hammer and, and whenever he, whenever, whenever he had to, whenever he had to. Yeah. Uh, whether it was painting or framing or, or all that, just to get the thing done. And I mean, yes, it was delayed. Right. But um, so, yeah, so we we got Ian on board and then we, f- we flew home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, that's right. We didn't even have a chance to do the kitchen, to order the kitchen. We, what, what did we, we bought some furniture 
Uh, well, appliances. You know, I, I seem to remember that we had got gone into the kitchen place to start the discussion. Okay. To start picking some of the materials that we okay. that we liked. Right. Um, the colors, the the countertop. Right. The. So you had seen at least the quality. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's right. We had, we had done that before going back to Canada, um, but uh, the pl- the plans were far far from being final. And that's one of the reasons that you came back. Well, yeah. In in March. Now, I have to say that in January, none of us really knew what this pandemic was really going to be like. We'd heard about some flu cases, mm-hmm. but we didn't know that it was going to be this massive world pandemic. Things sure changed between January and March, though, didn't they? Right. We And we were wondering, should you travel? That's right. But there was just no way around not coming back because uh, there were a million like you you can make quite a few decisions long distance over the phone with pictures and that kind of thing. But a lot of things you had to be here to see what was going on. And uh, Ian had already had a couple of months of, you know, destructo, get the old kitchen out and 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 try and get things like when I came back, this was a war zone mm-hmm. when I came back here in March. It's a mess. It was an absolute mess. I mean, understandably so. And wonderful that we didn't have to be here for that because can you imagine living around all that? It's not fun. And so all the stuff was taken out, toilets, everything was, by the time I, I came back here and I was, we have the little guest house and I was going to hole up there. Yeah, in the, the unrenovated guest house. Unrenovated old guest house. Yeah. yeah. But. So uh, we de- we we decided okay I'm gonna come even though this pandemic thing is really starting to uh, show its teeth, so I fly in here on March the fourth, 2020, and Ian picks me up at the airport. And we come back here, and on the Monday, the 9th of March, France closes. I mean, it was the it was the lockdown of all lockdowns. Yeah, you couldn't leave your property without having an attestation of where you lived and what you were going to do. And you weren't allowed to leave your property unless it was essential. So either getting provisions, groceries, food, um, medical, a doctor's appointment. Um, those were the only reasons that you could. Prefecture, like the any legal things. Like, right. Yeah. But right. yeah, it was very, very limited. And I'll never forget. March 9th hits. Ian has all of these tradespeople lined up and there's instant panic because some like, okay, for instance, a plumber could go to a job, Mm -hmm. an electrician could go to a job, but not a painter. Painter could not go to a job and on down the line. And as you know, when you're doing a full renovation like this, one guy relies on the next guy being done, relies on the next guy being done, relies. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there we are sitting amidst this rubble like a bomb went off and the edict has been announced. We're closed for three months and Ian looks at me, puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, Jeff, don't worry about France being closed because this is where I really fucking excel. <laughs> I so see him saying that. That's so, that's so Ian. And I got to tell you, did he live up to his? He really did. I mean, it was murder for him, I'm sure. I think we took a few years off his life. But between, and this, this believe me, this renovation 
it's still going on in some respects, but it went on for a good solid eight months, into September mm-hmm. and then more. Mm-hmm. But he was able to get, what, what he did was he was able to get one guy, like, you know, there was a big thing about more than two or three people being on the site at the same time. So he was able to get, you know, one guy in and he'd be here from one to, you know, or, you know, nine to noon and the next guy would come in at one and he was just juggling like a madman to get this thing done. But true to his word, Ian, you know, he he did excel at this. And it was it was really amazing that this thing ever got done, but let alone pretty much on time. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, during, during a, uh, a pandemic, which is just um, mm-hmm. incredible. And the, so the, while I was here in March, I also ordered up the kitchen. Yeah, you finalized. You put the final order in, and then when we when we gave the okay, the final approval, their factory shut down factory because of shut COVID. Down. Yeah, factory so we, shut down. We had to wait till the factory reopened, and that again was a challenge for everybody who was involved with the renovation because it changed the logistics of when the when the kitchen was going to be installed. So you know, it was a lot of uh, a lot of playing, moving things around and, and seeing how things could work out and and everyone to the person, except for the plumber. Um, they were amazing um, tradesmen, uh, artisans. The, the quality of work is beyond reproach. Yeah, so we, have, we, have, lucky. we have good people across the board now, including the, the plumber. But uh, yeah, there were a few flakes. But again, Ian was, Ian was just uh, like, who can get in here and do this? Mm, yep. He wasn't really worried about. Have you got a resume? Have you, can, can I have you got some references there that we could? You know, he was <laughs> wasn't in that mode. Well, and you know, the other thing is that pe- people who are are artisans, um, you know, they're. I think it's the same in Canada, are of a certain age now because it's really hard to get young people into the trades. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, it, it's not as if there's a, a huge influx of people flooding the marketplace who can be electricians and plumbers and, and masons. And, and so, you know, being able to find the right people with the right kind of experience was was, was key. Well, even in Canada, I have lots of great uh, uh, friends who are tradespeople. And I remember a buddy of mine who opened up his own plumbing company in uh, Burlington and had to fold it up because he couldn't find he couldn't find anybody uh, any young kids to apprentice and this is really common in all of the trades electrical mm-hmm. plumbing yeah I mean even with some of our just smaller electrical jobs we have to wait quite a while before we can fit into someone's schedule mm-hmm. because they're so busy before we uh, set up uh, chapter four here I want to tell you about uh, something that is just bizarre here uh, and and the reason I'm mentioning it today is because the sales begin to. When is it? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> January twelfth at eight o'clock in the morning. It's uh, it's uh, the the they called it les soldes d'hiver, les soldes d'hiver, oh, okay. and it, what does translated that mean? it's winter sale. Okay. It goes on for six weeks. Okay. And it's it's government sanctioned. Mandated. Where you are allowed to sell your product at a reduced rate. Now, if you're if you're listening to this podcast in the U.S. of A. right now, you are just your head is spinning, and I totally understand it. But yeah, you you cannot off of the two periods a year. So there's the summer one. There's the yep. <laughs> We're about to enter the winter one, and yep. then there's a summer one. Off of those two six week periods, I believe the summer one is six weeks as well. Yep, both. Yep. You cannot, as a store owner, have a sale. Um, there are exceptions um, where you can have a small sale. 
like oh. for for like I think I believe I believe okay. for, for like for two weeks like you know we can think of some of the appliance stores that sell us you know ah oh, we have we're having a little sale, but the, the majority of of the retailers and online merchants are going to mm-hmm. want to um, liquidate their their, stock, their yeah. stock at this time of the year. So from what I'm told, if you're patient and you're not too picky and you're not looking for something specifically, you'll get the best price for something if you wait to the end of the sale. Oh, the price goes down? It goes down. Oh. It goes down. I think it starts somewhere 40% off and then it goes down, 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 down. But only for this six weeks. That's right. That is is right. Holy. Yeah, it's... uh... It's a it's an amazing country. You yeah. learn something every day. Yeah, well, think about it. They're like you know Boxing Day. Yeah. That doesn't exist. No. Actually, box, the twenty sixth is a statutory holiday. Well, that's you know what I think that's also a whole uh, podcast unto itself. Is there all of their holidays here? It is staggering. It's no wonder we don't have driver's license after six months. All right, <laughs> coming up in our next edition, Chapter 4, trying to sell a 60-acre property in Ontario, Canada during the onset of the coronavirus. We'll go through that fun. That's next time on Jeff and Julie Move to France during a global pandemic. Bye-bye. A plus tard.